we need to appreciate our mothers. If you have not sent your mother a message and you have maybe a broken relationship with your mother, we'll pray for you. I myself was there, you know. But God has healed. God can heal relationships. It takes a lot of work to raise kids. My mom has five kids just by herself. All of them natural. And uh, then there's other kids that she raised. Until now, she's raising kids. You know? It's just the gift. You can't fake it. You can't force it. It just comes. And you are kind of just like bulldozed into it. God just opens your heart. He fills you with so much love. You don't know what to do with it. But I want to have more kids. So husbands, if you are saying two, one, your wife is not done. (laughs) So I'm going to get to my message before I just, uh, you know, (laughs) continue on. (laughs) Just joking all the time. Um... So Mother's Day, I, 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 you know, it's so, I do not know which, which angle to take it from because there is so much I can say about motherhood. But before I, I, I just continue this message, I'd asked on our mother's group if a few people can just, you know, share just moments they appreciate of being mothers, you know. Uh, and we would like to just hear some of those Stories. It's not going to be a normal preaching because we're talking to the mothers. It's not about you, men. It's not about you, single ladies. It's not about you guys. It's about the mothers, you know. So um, I'm going to just randomly pick the guys. I'm sorry, guys. I know I didn't really prep you. I did kind of, but not really. Um, just to share your favorite moment. So I'm going to ask Abigail. I'm going to ask Priscilla. <laughs> and I'm going to ask Melody to just share some of their special mummy moments, you know, that they've they've experienced. Thank you, Abigail. Morning, church. Yeah, so um, for me, being a mother, the most special moments come when, um, with every milestone that that child reaches. Because as as your child grows, um, I'm one of those people that work with milestones. So with every single month, every single year, every single, um, there's always something that your child reaches. Yeah. Sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, and um, for me, what made it special is the fact that that child will do something, like for instance, say a word, or for instance, walk from the couch to the middle table. And when she realizes that I got to the middle table, she'll look around and see, where's mommy? And she'll look into your eyes as if saying, mommy, did you see that? And there's nothing more special than that. Okay, so, um, yeah, I was also thinking about, like, you know, what makes motherhood a special. And it's basically every single memory, like from the day they're born till as you watch them grow, you know. And I think watching them grow and actually um, taking in the moment of every memory and second that you have with them right now, like even if it means that you're staying awake the whole entire night, even if it means that you're so freaking scared because your baby has a fever and you don't know what to do, 
even if they're not listening and you want to beat the hell out of them, you know? <laughs> like, those things are important um, to, like, savor, you know? And um, in the last while, I've just, you know, been so um, privileged because I've really been realizing the importance that what I'm teaching them is actually um, coming into being, you know? So I was thinking quickly, like, for the three of them now, um, with um, Ray Daniel the other day, I was a little bit late for school um, to fetch him from school, and um, he was just waiting there. And he got into the car, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm late, I explained. And I was like, "Um, are you okay? He's like, no, Mommy, you always said, if I can't find you, I stay in one spot because you will come and get me. (laughs) And then he was like, but... I was looking at my watch and I was thinking, at 2 o'clock, I'm going to the office. And I was like, oh, yeah, because the office has my number. And he's like, no, I know your number. Oh, wait, one, zero, three, six, six. <laughs> and, and I was like, how do you know my number? And he was like, remember when I was five years old and we went on a walk and you made me say the number over and over and over? <laughs> you know, and it, like, stuck in his mind. And... Um, with Ruben now, were, they were all bathing, and Joey got out the bath, and Joey was being Joey and screaming and crying, and I was in the kitchen, and I, Joey wouldn't put on the jersey I gave him for his PJs. So I came up the steps like, Joey, just put on the pajama top. And Ruben's like, Mommy, don't be mean to Joey. <laughs> and I, shouting from the bath now. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you said we must be blessings to people. <laughs> Be a blessing, <laughs> you know. And then Joey, um, besides the fact that he just looks at you and your heart melts down to the ground, Joey can do nothing wrong. Um, Joey um, drank some paracetamol, and when he landed up in the hospital, and um, he didn't want to go to the hospital because he's been traumatized before with an IV. And um, anyway, I told him that he has to go. And we went, and there were tears and whatever, and we stayed for the day, and he was fine. And it was just me and him. And we were walking to the car. And as we walking to the car, he's like, Mommy, Mikey, yes. He's like, thank you. I was so brave. <laughs> you know, and I just think, like, it's, it's like Annette said, you know, nothing can, it's crazy. You wish you don't have kids the one day. You wish you do the next. You don't sleep. You feel unappreciated. It's hard. It's really hard sometimes. But it's nothing like anything in this whole wide world. You know, and I would never exchange it for anything. Morning, everyone. Um, Personality type, write things down. Um, So the first one is just, Being a mom, you get the best welcoming committee, like every day. It's like a serious welcoming committee. There are jumps, there are cartwheels, there are screams, everything. And if you're a working mom and things don't go right, having that really makes your day. The other one is when you're the laziest to cook and your eldest daughter looks looks at you and says, Mom, you did it right. That's like rice with sauce. And you literally, like, you want to take a photo of that moment because <laughs> you can't believe it. You got it right. 
um, I think another big blessing is seeing your child grow up in their own walk with Christ. Um, having your kids lay hands on you, I think that's a big moment. When you're sick and you don't ask, and they lay hands on you and they pray for you. And I think that is something that, that blows your mind away. So yeah, those are my three. Thanks. Thank you. Everyone has unique stories. And we need to celebrate those stories because it reminds us that we are okay. I wrote this quote. It's like, as long as the kids are fed and they're alive, I'm good. <laughs> it can get rough, you know, because you, you give your whole life, every part of you. And can you go to the previous um, slide? You know, sometimes, I know maybe it's not that visible, but that's a lady with many hands. And... Um, I just, you know, somebody, a child was praying and they said, Lord, I, I pray that you give my mommy more hands so that she can do more. Because as a mom, you do so much more than just raising the kids. The kids are not just kids and you have to run after them. You have to feed them. You have to make sure that diapers are changed um, when, they, when they grow up. I know some, some parents have teenage uh, kids and those kids still need love, you know. They need attention. Now it's boyfriend, girlfriend issues. It's high school issues and it's pimples. It's periods. It's, you know, all those things. And the mother is there every step of the moment, okay, to the moment that that child gives birth to their own child. The mother is there. Okay? A mother's job never ends. Um, just like, you know, the father's pockets never closes for their kids. <laughs> is it true? <laughs> if you read that quote, it says, If evolution... Really works, how come mothers only have two hands? <laughs> really, if evolution, you know, if we are mutating and we're becoming, you know, these creatures, how come mothers still only two hands while we do so much more? And it's, it's still, for me, you know, one of the intricate, you know, things that really intrigue me that science has not discovered a way to grow a baby from conception to birth outside of the womb. So we women are still in the business. We are still in the lead. Science zero, women a hundred. Okay? And since God created women in the process of motherhood, he alone knows how it should work. And I think that is my heart that as mothers we get back to what is important. That we don't just want to talk about the fact that you are, your identity is tied to being a mother. Because sometimes you lose yourself. As a mother, you can lose yourself easy, easily because you care so much. You lay down everything. Your, your shopping money, you go to the shops, or you think, oh, that lit, cute, oh, cute. I think Nolan will look very good in it. And then, oh, my goodness, oh, I like that jacket. It's winter. It has 10 jackets. I just think he needs to have more jackets because it's always cold, okay? Socks. You know, you always buy something. When you're buying yourself food, sometimes you forget that you have to buy yourself food because your child has to, to eat. Your whole budget goes to the kids, you know, or to the kids. For those of you who have more kids, I don't know how it's like. You know, I only have one. 
But for those who have more, I don't even know if you have pocket money for yourself. <laughs> Just to buy yourself a sweet. And when you buy the sweet and you eat it, there's ice. <laughs> and uh, I remember when I was, um, when I was young, <laughs> my parents, you know, like, they like each other. So what they do is they buy food and they eat by themselves. So this other time they bought a burgers for themselves. And, you know, burgers are burgers. Children love burgers. So I literally was just staring at them like that. So then my mom was like, get away from here. Why are you looking at us like a kid? And I was like, but give me a burger. But they didn't want to share. And sometimes it's hard, you know, as mothers to say no, you know, because you feel like this is your little person. They came out of you. And I think we feel more ownership than fathers because we carried those babies for nine months. You know? You carry them. They're part of you. They, they could hear your heartbeats. They could hear your voice. They identify with you. And they feel your anxiety. They feel your pain. Studies have shown that. Studies have even shown that the anti, antibodies that the kids leave when, after the mother gives birth can help the mother recover. You know, so God made it in such a way that it is a blessing to the baby and to the mother pregnancy. Okay. So, um, my next, my next slide, I know, I think I didn't pray. So can I just pray? Father, we just thank you that we can bless the mothers today. Thank you that we can speak into their hearts and Lord restore what is broken, restore what is lost. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, you, you love mothers. You love them because they, they are likened to you, the helpers. So we thank you that you'll be able to speak a word of encouragement, a word of hope, and a, and a word of restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. So my focus scripture is Genesis 26 to 28. It says, can we read together? Then God said, let us make men in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created men in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay. So we know that God created women. <laughs> we just didn't happen from some way. And because God created women... A mother should know, the next slide, that she is created first a woman in the image of God. Okay? And is absolutely complete without a husband and child. Her purpose and her well-being and her life is from God. Okay? So I know that a lot of us, um, because of the, you know, the context that we live in, uh, we have mothers who, who, who are a result of, of maybe sex before marriage. 
And then we have mothers who have kids out, um, in marriage, okay? But we do not discriminate as every nation, you know, whether you are valuable or not. Every woman, every mother is valuable. God does not judge. And who are we to throw stones at you? Even single mothers, we want to honor you, you know? But in the olden days, we knew uh, the Bible speaks a lot about motherhood in the context of marriage because it was always God's design that marriage preceded motherhood. It was God's intention that the foundation and the bedrock of motherhood emerged from the protective nest of marriage and the communal witness of families and friends. Okay? Like we know there's an African proverb that says it takes a... To raise, yes, it's so important. Um, after a mother gives birth, a lot of people actually, I mean, for women, you know this, some women go through depression. It's an intense depression. It's a hole you can, you fall into and you are not able to care and love, uh, to care for the child and love them. And sometimes a lot of this is because there is no community helping you, Okay. There is no community helping you raise the child. And obviously, sometimes it's uh, hormonal imbalances, but a lot of the, 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 the issues uh, comes from, the depression comes from uh, the fact that the woman is not properly surrounded. Okay? Motherhood without marriage was a taboo, and I think we know this. Okay? Culturally and religiously, I think. A woman grew up in the care of her father who would then give her away as a virgin to the man she is to be married to. And if the woman slept with a man before marriage, the man will then pay the bride price and marry the woman. The father's heart was actually to protect the interest of her daughter by marrying her off. Women suffered severe punishment and rejection and even death, stoning, if they had children outside of marriage. Okay, illegitimacy is a real thing and was a real thing then because illegitimate kids produces a broken society, all right? A mother, a woman that has a child outside of marriage is not protected. That child is not protected. The child needs the protection of the father. So as a daughter, you are in the care of your, of your father and that's why you will then be in the care of your husband after marriage, but it was so strict that if you were found, if the men or if the girl was found pregnant, she would then say who the, the guy is and the guy will be forced to marry her. Because they understood that in marriage, the woman is protected. Her interests are protected. The children are protected. They will not be wandering off without fathers and without protection, without love, without provision. Okay. It was a shameful experience, and I think still is a taboo sometimes in, in, our, in our environments and in our society. And to the point where children were referred to as bastard and illegitimate children. Okay, I know maybe pre-Christ we used to use that word bastard, but it's not a good connotation. It's not a good word. Okay? Bastard children were cursed in the Bible. They, they could not enter God's presence. They could not. They were far away. They could not enter God's presence. Even to, to, I don't know how many generations, but a few generations after that, they couldn't enter God's presence. 
like I said, we understand that motherhood happens to women even outside of marriage because of our decisions and mistakes that we've made. And I know that sometimes in cases of rape, okay, women are left vulnerable, sometimes seduced. The Bible actually says, if a man seduces a woman, so it, it leaves the, the, the accountability on the man. And the woman is then pregnant and left alone. There are cases that sometimes it's one night stands. Okay? And then you have a child and you don't know how to care for this. You go and speak to your parents and then you are, you know, rejected. So having kids outside of marriage is not a joke. So if you know of single mothers, bless them. The weight of responsibility, the rejection and the shame that they carry. It's not something that you can compare to anything, okay? It's not easy to raise children, you know, without the protection of the father and even the community because the community rejects the child also. So even if it's children of God and we know that people who are pregnant in the church outside of marriage, let us not judge them. Restore. That's God's heart. Restoration. Yes, the sin must be dealt with, but the person must be restored. They are full of value and dignity. They are still God's child. Okay? So Genesis 1, 26 to 28 um, speaks about the fact that we're created in the image of God. Next, uh, next portion. A mother is a woman. I spoke about that. A mother should understand... That motherhood is function, not her identity. Okay? So, I know that society trains women to be wives and mothers. And because of this skewed way of upbringing and priority, women tend to find value in being wives and being mothers. Like, women strive to become somebody's wife and somebody's mother. You know? Society tells you something is wrong with you if you are not married, if you are not in a relationship, and if you don't have a child. I know this because a lot of single people are just distraught. Like, there's something wrong with me. (laughs) You know? Now, this distortion has brought a lie that, that has brought a lie that made women feel incomplete without a husband or children. This distortion has caused a lot of hurt, frustration, desperation, and even anger towards God. It is not God's heart that we, we desire motherhood or even marriage before knowing who we really are. And that knowledge and the foundation of your identity in Christ begins to be the, the rock when the, when the storms come, when you do get married and you do become a child. Um, when you do get children, so that you do not lose yourself. Women, we have a tendency, I don't know if it's a, you know, I'm sure there is a redeeming way of doing things, you know, I don't know, but we have a way of losing ourselves, okay? Losing ourselves in relationships, losing ourselves in, with, with our children. And sometimes we don't feel valued, we don't feel like we, we, we matter to anybody because we are made to give and give and give and give. Okay, but it's so important that as mothers, we find our identity in God, in Christ. Um, 
without that that knowledge we will be left broken i don't know if you don't know i don't know if you know that or don't know that but you are left broken i remember when i gave when i gave birth um it was such a hard time because you are with people but you are alone you know and um i didn't have time for quiet time i'm tired most of the times i am i just i and i look horrible just stretch marks all over bleeding okay and then you meet people in the streets oh why did you give birth oh you're still fat <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to raise a baby <laughs> and all you care about is how i look <laughs> So you are left in this vulnerable stage after you give birth. And you have to care for this baby because they need milk. And some women it's it's so hard they cannot breastfeed because it's so painful. And there's this emotional turmoil going on in your mind in your in your head. You know people are like I'll pray for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, pray. <laughs> I don't need prayer now. I just need you to come hold my baby. before i throw them out of the window or something okay and and sometimes we we want women because society expects us to work expects us to you know to be perfect expects us to do to do something you can't just look like that you just gave birth 3 months ago why is your life in a mess Why are you not praying? Why are you not coming to prayer? What? <laughs> Why are you not leading a connect group? I don't know cuz my child is taking up all my time. You know? But mothers know that God understands. He loves you the way that you are in your mess. He loves you even when you're not reading your Bible after you give birth or even 3 years after you give birth. God cares about your soul. you have the holy spirit within you okay your mother motherhood is not um it's not a, it's not a title that must look like something to god he defines it and even when we are broken he decides what it should look like even when we are not okay he is like it's okay i care about your life and your well-being more than i care about your title as a mother okay so we need to rest in that reality mothers because it's not easy all right a mother is a queen a mother realizes her nobility and her authority and that she has been called to rule so in today's world women are not at home they are conquering and ruling in the world and it's important to learn the discipline of balance I don't know cuz how else are you going to do it? You have to work. Stuff needs to be submitted but then there's coffee on your thing, the snort on your papers, but somehow you got to work through it. Okay? Um and then there's a child climbing on top of you wanting hugs. Okay? Then there's a child that is sick but you have to finish your work cuz your employer is not going to understand. Your child was sick, okay? So the due date is still the due date. You know? but in this in this in the midst of 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 all this the lord has entrusted us with the with the authority 
and rulership. We should be able to rule ourselves by submitting ourselves to God. Okay? I do not know how mothers do it without God. It is a it is not it's not something you can do by yourself. We need to submit our hearts, our emotions, our mouths <laughs> and character, hopes and dreams, everything to God. Proverbs 25:28 uh, from the ESV says a, a man, I would say a woman without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. All right? You become vulnerable. The enemy targets you as a mother. Because it's like you are the doorway to the kids. And if you're miserable, your kids will be miserable. If you're in a mess, your home and your kids will be in a mess. So there is always that balance, you know, because you are broken. And sometimes, you know, you just don't just want to give up. You're just like, I want to give you away. Can somebody come and take my child, you know? But also there is that intense love that you have for this little one. That you would literally tear open a tiger if we would dare touch your little ones. Alright? So in the midst of all that, you have to find a way to balance everything. Submitting yourself to the Lord, even if it's just five minutes. Even as you are loving the kids, serving the kids. Just taking five minutes. Holy Spirit, I recognize you're here. And I'm submitting myself to you. I'm submit these kids to you. The second one is we need to, we've been called to rule, but we need to rule like Christ, like Jesus, who did not use control and manipulation in his authority. Instead, he came to serve. Matthew 25 and Matthew 20, 25 to 28 says, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the, the high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you, mothers. Instead, whoever wants to become great, a great mother among you must be a servant. And what, whoever wants to be the first must be a slave. And we understand this because we're literally like slaves, you know. Just as the Son of Man did not come to serve, to, to be served, but, he, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I think we do this naturally as women. But even more so, you know, not out of manipulation, not out of control. Because sometimes you, you can, you know, find ways to manipulate your kids into doing things, your husband into doing things, you know. But Christ came to serve. A mother serves with unconditional love and discipline. And sometimes we can, you know, because we give so much and we, um, we love so much, we can be controlled by little three-year-olds. I mean, the other time I had to catch myself. My son was sending me around and I was just, Mommy, uh, remote. Oh, okay. <laughs> mommy, juice. Uh, yes, 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 Nolan. Uh, mommy, noodles. <laughs> you know? And sometimes you can forget that this little person needs discipline. You know? You can forget. It's so easy to forget. You're just like, I love you so much. I want you to be rotten and spoiled. You know? And Proverbs 15 says in NLT, to discipline a child produces wisdom. But a mother is, di- uh, is disgraced by an undisciplined child. <laughs> okay? And we see it, obviously. I know that's why I said, you know, sometimes this child is unruly in the shops and 
Yeah, oh, that's just like bad parenting. It's true. Sometimes we allow it. It's true. Sometimes we don't want to do anything about it. Okay? But it is our responsibilities as mothers to be able to teach the kids. And I love what Melody said, teach the kids what they need to know in order for them to apply it later in life. The Bible is very clear. You know, you do not spare the rod. <laughs> we do not, we're not in that new society as a church. We will not spare the rod. And as mothers, I think we love the rod. <laughs> you know? The mothers have a spoon or a hanger or something. And there's a name for that, <laughs> you know? And if the person is not, you know, behaving, that one is going to come through. It's going to come through. And you're going to see it. Okay? And motherhood is a blessing. I'm, uh, I'm out of t- uh, time, so I'm just uh, rushing through. But a mother is a blessing. Jesus broke the curse of the fall and disobedience. Okay? Whether you had a child out of wedlock, whether you had a child in wedlock, motherhood is a blessing. Genesis 3, 16, uh, there was this curse that was given to the woman. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In sorrow, you will bring forth children, and your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. In Colossians 2, 13, 15, which is the good news, he says, When you were dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our trespasses, having canceled the debt ascribed to us in the decree that stood against us. I know that sounds a mouthful, but it's basically saying he, he canceled the curse. Okay? He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Motherhood is a blessing. It really is. And I loved, the, you know, just those, those moments that you were sharing, Priscilla, the fact that they can pray for you. You taught them that. Okay? The fact that you, our kids are now able to pray. The fact that we are raising godly generation. That is such a blessing. The fact that we are able to give even from as little as we have to, what, to, to our kids and our offspring. That's a blessing. Okay? The fact that we are contributing to the society Men and women who are filled with the Spirit of God. That is a blessing. Okay? And I know some parents are probably here, some mothers, and you're praying for your children. They've strayed, you know, from the truth. God is not unjust. He hears your prayers. Okay? God hears your prayers, even from people who are far off the discipline and the word of life that, that, that was in the form of a seed planted in the child's heart will reap its harvest in its, in its time. Proverbs 3, 20, 31, uh, 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Mothers, you are blessed. But we are also not unaware of women who are not able to give, to, give, um, to, to conceive. It is not God's heart, and it's a very sensitive topic, very sensitive, because people are in their journeys with God. And I know we're celebrating Mother's Day, but we know there are women who are trusting the Lord. And I want us to just rise up together. I want us to think about women who are not able to give birth or conceive. The torture and the pain 
that comes with that is it's unimaginable. Because you have the license to make children, but you can't make children. So I want us to pray for those women. And if you actually do remember in your own time and in your own prayer, let's pray for those women. And as mothers who have, obviously, babies, whether adopted or whether it is through natural birth, let us dedicate our time to also pray for our our fellow sisters. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are the, the giver of good gifts. Lord, we thank you that children are a blessing to their parents. And blessed is the man who is a quiver full of them. But Lord, we recognize now, even in this moment, Holy Spirit, that there are some people who are not able to conceive. And Father, you know them each by name. You hear their cries like the cry of Hannah, who bitterly wept before you. You heard their cries like you heard the cry of Sarah, who, who with unbelief could not even believe that she would ever conceive But Lord, we know that you are the power, the divine power that comes from within the divine powers that awaken the members in our body to be aligned to the will of God. So we speak right now, Holy Spirit, and we ask of you that you will quicken every part of the women that are trusting you for children, Lord, their wombs, their ovaries, Lord, that you will release even supernatural eggs, Father, that they will be able to conceive, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just release a blessing of motherhood. We release a a blessing of children. Lord, Holy Spirit, we know that you are the healer, that you are the one that restores even dead wombs, that you are the one that breathes life in the the dead things, Lord God. So we ask of you, Holy Spirit, that, that you will breathe life into the dead wombs of the women that are trusting you for babies, God. We know that you gave us this gift of motherhood. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that we can stand with them. We thank you that we can proclaim that you are God and that you will change their situation, Lord. What their doctors told them, Lord God, will be trumped by your goodness and by your provision. So we just declare right now, Lord, that you will do your work. Holy Spirit, accomplish what you have been sent out to accomplish in these women. That the promise that some of them have received will come to life. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for supernatural births, Lord. Thank you for supernatural conceptions, Lord. And we even remember mothers that are carrying babies now. Father, we thank you that you protect those little ones in the womb. We thank you, Father, that the enemy will have no access to them. Even those that are not, that are, that, that are not married, we also remember them, God. And we thank you for the lives of these kids, Father. And we ask of you that you will break the illegitimate curse. And you will bring a blessing, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that there will be men and women filled with the Spirit of God. Filled with life and filled with grace. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that has accomplished everything. And because of the blood of Jesus, we can ask you in confidence... And we thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you, Jesus. And we just bless the mothers again, Lord. And we just release just grace. Grace and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost.
in Jesus name Amen